Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the year 2000, which is a little later than we usually yeah. do, but um, Coen Brothers, I think classic is what I would call this one. Sure. Um, oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Year 2000. I, I don't... Yeah, I, I don't know what I would classify this like comedy, musical, like <laughs> yeah, it's you got know, some it, layers to it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely like an art to it, like how it's filmed and how For you know sure. everything's kind of put together. So this would have clocked so. us in at like uh, what seventeen years old when we would have seen yeah. this movie. I yeah. feel like this one I did see in the theater, which is. Yes. Uh, not not been a, a bunch of these, but yeah, this one for me, I, I did see in the theater. So, yeah, uh, but of course, uh, when we talk about these movies, we want to make sure that everyone else is on board. If you've somehow made it through life and not found a reason to watch Oh Brother Where Art Thou, please take it upon yourselves to go find the film. Uh, you're probably going to have to rent it. I didn't find it streaming anywhere yeah. Uh, yeah. or just buy it. It's worth the buy uh, and then uh, watch it so you can uh, know what the hell we're talking about when we talk about this movie. Come back and join us for the conversation. And you're back. All right. It's the greatest of all time. Thanks for taking that uh, moment to go watch a two-hour-long movie for no reason. So, <laughs> And, of course, uh, Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about these movies alone, so we bring on someone else uh, to join the party. And today, we're very excited. We have returning guest. Uh, were you on just one episode, Will? Correct. Yeah, it was the City Slickers, right? City Slickers, yes. So fun. Very fun. All right. We have returning guest, uh, Lansing Area Comedian slash teacher slash food truck uh aficionado i guess I don't know. uh will green is with us again returning hey will all those things thank you for having me yeah. do you have any yeah. more you want to add to the list um porn star oh, i should start asking people let's just have you do your i own. haven't i don't tell people about the porn star thing um <laughs> sure. pet owner pet oh, okay yeah that's um, nice Dog it was walker. just it was just your birthday. So birthday owner, boy. Dog walker. Just my birthday, yes. <laughs> you yes. You're the birthday boy. Happy birthday. Thank you. Three seven. Very good. Yeah, Very good. nothing like having a birthday during a quarantine. <laughs> yeah, what'd you do to celebrate? Like it. Um Did the you day go into of, a different just, room of your house? <laughs> yeah, no, I went uh, ten feet farther down the block. Hey, look at that. Um, <laughs> no, we actually went I went to my parents and then we sat, you know, just ten Arms feet length. apart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they set up tables outside, and then we ate, you know, six feet apart, um, and then played some croquet. So we just because golf is allowed, so we figured croquet would be. <laughs> I don't know about that. Too. I'm gonna check those rules. <laughs> Let me jump on the line with old Whitmer here, and we'll find check out. The governor. Yeah, that is hilarious. <laughs> that. that is, uh, I mean, as as tame as that sounds, it's probably amazing just to even get out and do anything. Really, it point. was actually it was weird driving. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh -huh. like I'd driven a little bit, you know, like two from the store, but I hadn't been on the highway in like month, like over a month. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like, like there, there was there was a building down the road that was like I didn't even know they started construction on it, and it was like <laughs> it's an it's a FedEx like distribution center, so it's fucking huge. And I was just like, it took like no time at all, and I was driving down the road, and I was like, oh my gosh, like that is humongous. I felt very like. Like I missed, like I blacked out. I missed time. Yeah, the, the world kept going without you, but yeah, it did. All right. Speaking of, uh, you know, time moving around, I got, I don't know. That was my weird segue of uh, talking about this period piece. <laughs> this is like an old timey movie guys. It's all sepia toned and like, and fancy, you know, mm -hmm. right. 
Uh, Will, how long had it been? Uh, we always ask everybody that we have on, how long had it been since you watched the movie before we made you watch it for the podcast? I'm honestly not certain. This is a movie that I've really only seen, like, you know, uh, it's, you know it would be on TBS, and yeah. I'd watch, watch it from wherever it started. Sure. I, you know, but, but like, you know, a bunch of times, but never like sat down, press play, and watched to the end. Just always enjoyed it in those snippets whenever. Yeah. Whenever yeah. So it, it is a, it is a, it's tr- been a while. I would say it's been a while. I definitely 10, 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Start Maybe, to finish 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say seven to 10 years, somewhere in that range. Sure. Mandy, how about you? Oh, um, hasn't been that long. I would say maybe like two or three years. Okay. Um, and I watched it in the theater and like the day I saw it in the theater, I bought the soundtrack. Yeah. I think everyone who, <sighs> yeah, like everyone owned the soundtrack at some point or someone's mom did. Like everyone's yes. mom owned the soundtrack. I felt very like, I mean, we were 17, right? So I, but yeah. I felt like, I felt like I was like a college student or something. Like I was just like so in tune with like the folk music yeah. You know, and I was like really into the environment back then too. So this was like perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So <laughs> uh, this, uh, I, it's been, I don't know, it's been probably 10 years or so since I've seen it. I was convinced I had it on DVD, but did not. I can't find it anywhere. Same. I know I had it on VHS and I also had the soundtrack. Um, yeah. For no other reason than just Man of Constant Sorrow, I think was the the thing. It became like a, like a radio banger, like for... <laughs> Like, how, how does that work, man? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like this is the first movie I've watched where I realized that there was, like, layers to a movie. I think I finally got to, like, 17, and I was like, wait a minute. Like, the movie itself is kind of a character, you know? Like, there's, there's something deep going on here that I, I don't really understand, but I kind of feel like I want to, you know? Made me feel funny. Um, did you guys like it as much this time watching it as you did when you watched it before? Oh, for sure. I, I, I for sure did, yeah. How about you, Will? Yeah, I would say definitely. I would say I probably appreciated it the most I ever have at this point. Well, good. Okay. Of my life. <laughs> um, I did not. Oh no! All right. I know. I was. I was. I wasn't like disappointed. I think that's too strong of a word. Um, but I, I just remember loving this movie so much that mm-hmm. when I watched it, I'm like, okay, this is weird. It's a little slower than I remembered. Um, the music scenes weren't as long as I remembered. So like that was weird for me. Um, and I did not like um, George Clooney's character at all. Okay. I, I just, I wished like, I just felt like he was such a D bag, um, <laughs> which was super disappointing because I remember thinking that like he was great. Um, so yeah, I was, I, I mean, I would watch it again for sure, but I didn't like it as much Everett. That was his name. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses Everett McGill. Yeah. Um, yes. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Um, so I guess let's just kick this off with a bit of, uh, I guess the soundtrack. I mean, that's what everybody, you know, seems to come back to on this movie. <laughs> so here we go. This is a real recording of prisoners. Oh, that was back then. Yeah. I skipped past oh. that. The Poe Laz- Lazarus. Yeah. Love this. Great way to kick off the movie. They just escaped. They're like popping up through a field trying to get away. Love it. All right, fine. That's enough. It brings us back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Poe the po Lazarus recording was a recording of the real... Like chain gang. Yeah. Yes. And the Cohen brothers actually found one remaining prisoner 
that was on the chain gang and they gave him $20,000 for using the song. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Yeah, so I know, right? Uh, So I I should also mention to everyone listening, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening for uh, the first time, if you're looking for like an in-depth discussion of like the (laughs) clever nuances of these films that we uh, discuss, you're in the wrong spot. Uh, Basically, we're just, uh, you know, a couple uh, comedians who find a comedian friend who discuss uh, what this movie did to them. Like what? Yeah. Whether watching it again made you sad or, or it was a good good run through. Especially if you're a Coen Brothers fan because <laughs> I'm not really. I, yeah. I like um, Fargo, but their stuff is just too fucking weird for me. Like, I, you, I'm just like, I'm like, what did I watch just now? <laughs> Are you a Coen Brothers fan, would you say? Yeah, there's very few that I don't care for. There's a, I haven't really, there's some of their older ones I haven't seen, okay. but it's just like, I, I, you know, they're just those directors where you're like, you just you kind of know what you're getting into and you just go see what they did for sure. You know? Yeah. Right. I really, I always enjoy that. Yeah. I, I thought you were raising your hand. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. No, I was scratching underneath my, <laughs> yeah. I did wash my hair today, but for some reason, yeah, I'm having an issue. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, uh, I'm again, I always say I'm not one of those people who like finds a director they love and just tears through their catalog. It's not that mm-hmm. way for me. I don't care if a movie is good, it's good. And I like it. And I don't necessarily need to find out who, where, and why it just, you know, at that moment in time, it seemed to strike something with me and I really enjoyed it. Um, I feel like there are some directors that you, you like watch it for a second and you're like, Oh, I know who directed this. Obviously like Tim Burton, Quentin Tarantino, you know, like the really super obvious ones. Yeah. For sure. Um, and this movie, I don't think that I like, I would automatically be like, Oh, this is a Coen brothers movie, which is well, probably why I like it. <laughs> once you see half of the cast, I think you will. Like, I think these right, are right. the usual suspects here keep <laughs> yeah. showing up in their films, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. we, we talk about, uh, so this is basically a, a film uh, set uh, in the great depression era, uh, but it's based around uh, Homer's uh, the Odyssey. Yes. Right? Well, it started out with, they thought it was going to be more like Wizard of Oz, you know, like okay. three traveling people. And then they meet up with a fourth person, obviously it's Tommy. And um, yeah, so they, but then they were like, oh, wait a minute, this is more like the Odyssey. And actually neither one of the Coen brothers have ever read the Odyssey. I heard that. Yeah. Still <laughs> like, to this day claim to have not have, have read um, it. I, I have never read the Odyssey, so I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I sound I smarter so- than I actually am. I was supposed to read it, I think, in multiple classes, but I, <laughs> yeah, definitely have not done it in its entirety. I know the honestly, I think, and this is true of a lot of literature. Most of my knowledge comes from like wishbone episodes. There you go. Yeah, most, of, yeah, most yeah. of my knowledge of great literature is just fragments from. Little is, shout out to Mrs. Collier. She used is, to make us watch Wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun to hear a, a teacher say that. Though, <laughs> like you, you oh, get a, yeah. the brunt of your literary literary knowledge comes from a tiny dog. So that's exciting. What's the yep. story? Wishbone. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to crush it on Quiz Bowl because of that show. Hell yeah. That is uh, so awesome. And now they have similar shows for kids like Super Y and Young Einsteins or Little Einsteins. Not Young yeah. Einstein. That's a different, that's a whole different thing. But <laughs> yeah, if, it, if it doesn't star a, a friendly dog, I'm, I'm out. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I don't need any more of this in my life. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, Let's see. I guess we'll just play another clip here. This is, uh, we kind of meet the gang here at this point. This is when they're trying to jump the train and, and carry on. Oh my on God, this is one of the train. best parts. <laughs> and I count on you people. Sorry, Everett. They've oh, already right. fallen off. Oh yeah, the falling off is what I was talking about. 
who elected you leader of this outfit? Well, Pete, I figured it should be the one with the capacity for abstract thought. But if that ain't the consensus view, then hell, let's put it to a vote. <laughs> Suits me. I'm voting for yours truly. Well, I'm voting for yours truly, too. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you, fellas. Love it. It's the greatest. So great. Super dialogue-driven. Love it. Uh, Well-written, and it sounds like people actually talking, which I can really throw me out of a movie. If if yeah. dialogue just seems like it was good on paper and doesn't quite translate, yeah, it's razor sharp, but also yes. still very sounds very very realistic. And yeah, um, it's it's very uh, it's very Southern men doing Gilmore Girls, in my opinion. That's why you like it. <laughs> There's just like yeah. giant words. Like, through. <laughs> it sounds like me when I do a Southern accent. They're nailing it. <laughs> um, I like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I like that there's more to it and I as a child as a 17-year-old child was like I understand more of this movie than than like I think I'm supposed to and it made me feel smart. I think that's what mm. drew me to this movie more so than than You are smart. At the time I know, but it's just you feel like you've got one over on the rest of the people. You know what I mean? Like you uh-huh. at a, as at that age when I thought I was the smartest mm, person sure. alive, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I get this way more than everyone else gets this. Like yeah. I got the soundtrack which made me <laughs> more spiritually like in yeah, tune I was <laughs> spiritually in tune I also enjoyed that the fact that the main character mm-hmm. was clearly uh atheist at atheist or whatever you know yeah. like and he just and he stood proud on that I was like hell yeah like we, we don't need a main character like devout Christian doing everything good for the word of God you know what I mean like it just it, it made him he uh, was such a fucking know-it-all though <laughs> I just, he, I hate people that talk. But he did know it all, though. Like, I mean, if you look uh, at who he's dealing with. Comparatively, right. Yeah, he was definitely the leader out of those three. I mean, you should, <laughs> I know Pete Well, no, he, leader, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> Pete no voted way. for himself, so. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we do get a few uh, pretty key parallels to the Odyssey uh, as we go throughout there. And the first one that shows up that's real, like, hardcore was the blind prophet that shows up yeah. at the train yes. tracks. And we get this, and I could just hear this guy read like a phone book, and it'd be pretty great. <laughs> you work for the railroad, Grandpa? I work for no man. He's just got that voice that makes me want to know what the hell he's talking about. No name. Well, that right there may be the reason you had difficulty finding game for He's like super mansplaining everything. You seek a great fortune. You will not in chain. You will find a fortune. It would not be the fortune you seek. But first, first you must travel a long and difficult road. I like it as a use for uh, exposition. I think it's fun. It really sets up the story and lets us know what's going on. It's like the Greek chorus thing kind of feeds throughout, lets us know what's Mm -hmm. about to happen, what we should be expecting. You know, I like it. One thing we should talk about is, Will, the reason we picked this movie for you is because you are the biggest country music fan that we know. <laughs> I know, which is funny because I was li- like, what the reason that I, it struck a chord with me so much now is because, especially when it came out, was probably at the peak of my I could care less about country period. In my yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Which is funny too because I picked I was, this. I was like, what's a song, what's a movie from like the 80s, 90s that's like pretty hardcore country music? And they were all just super sad or sappy movies, you know? Yeah, Hope Floats was one I thought of, but I was like, no, that movie yeah. just, I ball all over that movie. It's not even funny. <laughs> Although, here, even like here. shit movies like Urban Cowboy. Or yeah. Like, like, come on. What's the one with um, George Strait? 
What's uh, pure movie? pure country pure country yeah yes. that would have been hell i mean that's a, that's like almost a uh what's that uh not riff tracks. what are they it's called country now? country country music porn well, it's country porn but it's not i mean that, that's a movie that it should be made, made to fun. make fun of yeah yeah sure. uh-huh <laughs> So Mystery we, Science Theater. That's what I was trying to think of. Mystery, that, that, that's a movie where you need to put those little characters and have them shit on it. It's just <laughs> so absurd. Yeah, we could have done. Lo- isn't Lonesome Dove like ten hours long or something? Like yeah, the one? true. Yeah, it's yeah. like a mini series for sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, help. we should have made you do that one. It is quarantine. We although you are probably still movie. working. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what about uh, characters and such? Uh, anybody have a standout character at all that they enjoyed? Delmar was by far my favorite. I'm uh, sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to. No, go. Um, Delmar, who is the one that's like, oh, you know, I'm with you fellas. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, I, the slower of the. <laughs> yes. The Tim, Blake, Tim Blake Nelson is who yeah. played him. Yeah. And he really sang the um, Jailhouse song yeah, that he sings up now. on stage. In the Jailhouse now. Yes. And I was just, when I, when he started singing, my husband was like, oh, that's definitely him. And there he goes. Love it. Yes. But I also loved just how like innocent and pure and sweet he was. Um, Especially after he thought that he was saved, he became like a new man and he's like, I'm just pure and good and that's all it takes, man. We aren't going back to jail. I just, the reverend just told me. (laughs) We've been absolved. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The girl that was like his siren or whatever, the one that was singing to him, Uh um, she said that like he was blushing like hardcore the whole time she was like you know, sirening him or whatever you would call it. <laughs> and she was like, it was adorable, but I, she's like, I was embarrassed for him. And, and that's why when she, when they show her, she's kind of the chunkier one. I think she's the prettiest one. Right. Yep. yep. I, yeah. Um, she, I was going like, to ask you guys, like, who was your siren? If you had to pick oh! between the three, <laughs> the fat one for sure was mine. <laughs> I'd have to look at him again. I, I was, I was so focused on George Clooney. I didn't get it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your favorite siren was George Clooney. When, yeah, right. When he he's, sang a si- <laughs> he's a siren for everyone. That is a damn fine yeah. good-looking man. Which, honestly, even if he wasn't good-looking, put next to those other two, would yeah. he would have been like so much right. better-looking because they were ugh-oh. Yeah, all right, I'm sorry. Weird-looking actors. Yeah. They're like, all right, we need George Clooney and two weird motherfuckers. Who are we going to get? Uh, here we go. Well, yeah, like, with so- the Coen brothers, it was like, we have the two weird motherfuckers. Now we just need someone to <laughs> offset. Right. It's <laughs> true. And they asked Clooney and Clooney was just on board. He was like, Hell yeah, I'll just do it. That's great. And they had no one else in mind. They definitely wanted him. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I'm sorry, I totally took over. What is your favorite character? Um on the siren note real quick before we slip back in there. <laughs> For sure. Um it's funny to think about like like if you were those three female actresses uh-huh. and you knew like, all right, we get to be sirens, and then like they're like passing out the assignments. <laughs> You know, and like one of you is going to get to make out with George Clooney probably a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the other two have to, you know, suck on <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson's face. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I think Everett's great. I really, I, I think he's just, I just enjoyed him so yeah. much. Just Clooney, the. Clooney fan. I, yeah. Every 
hair jelly joke just landed so hard with me. <laughs> he's a dapper damn just, man. He just, you know, I, for me, it was like, you just, he's, you know, he's kind of slimy. Yeah. I mean, he's, a, he's an ex-con for God's sakes. Well, he's a current con actually. Yeah. He broke out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a current con. You know, he's shady, but he's just so, I mean, he smiled every fr- sentence he says has got a smile at the end of it. Yeah. Like I just, you just, I could not root for him and, and just, yeah, I'm all, about, whole- I'm all about Everett. The whole family, or like the whole, the whole movie is built around this lie that he's told everyone. So yes. Yes. we find mm-hmm. out later. At first, we're like, okay, we can get behind this, like, you know, buddy uh, travel movie. I guess you know, it's mm-hmm. like a cross country yeah. adventure. Oh yeah, yep. Movie. It's all sure. it's all a clever ruse because uh, the ex wife's getting remarried. But oh my god, and she sucks so bad. Like, <laughs> I love Holly Hunter. I love her so much. Okay. Oh, I it's love not, her. Like for me, this is just peak Holly Hunter. I'm not a huge Holly Hunter fan, and I was just like, oh. get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, like I loved her in the '90s. I love listening to um, Incredibles just because her voice <laughs> is not. It's not a cartoon person's voice because she has like some speech impediments. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but I love her, and in this movie. Like he does so much shit for her, and she's just like, I counted to three, and I'm just like, oh, that was the other thing I that said pissed my piece me off. And counted to three. Yes, I'm like, oh, this is like not even a good ending. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, so I did want to. We talked about the sirens. We might as well just listen to them for a second here. Yes, uh, if anybody's please. driving, I recommend you just pull over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We used to sing this to Kate when she was a baby. I seen them first. I seen them first. I watched an interview of the people who were singing this part, which was not the people in the movie that were singing this part. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and then also the guy from uh, Alison Krauss. And yes. the band. Uh, yeah, Dan um, Tyminski was the guy who the sang guy. Yep. Yes. Man of Constant Sorrow. Uh, yes. And when they made, when they went to uh, go to record it, they brought him into the studio and they had him use like all period stuff. Like they're, mm. uh, they wanted period sounding instruments. The microphones had to be all from that era. And then he played, like, they had a version of the song that was played and they didn't like it. They just didn't catch them or whatever. So they had him go back in and, and play it. He's like, Get, let, let me try something and I'll go in and play it. And he like down-tuned the guitar and made it sound a little more swampy and just kind of a little rougher, you know? And they're like, yes, absolutely that. Now, can you play and sing at the same time? And he was like, well, yeah. I mean, that's his job. Like he was a musician. <laughs> like, that's just all he so yeah, he went back in and recut it. And uh, yeah, and so that was the, the movie. They feature him in the movie. He's okay. the man. Yeah, he's the mandolin player in the back band. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, you. I I knew this. Like I got to watch it one and a half times. Yeah. Um, which it's so crazy that I'm in quarantine. I'm having a harder time finding time to watch fucking movies. Right. Yeah. It's killing me right now. Um, yeah, and you you can see him, and I'm like, oh, there he is. He's very <laughs> clean cut, and yeah, not soggy bottom. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh. His bottom is not soggy. No. no. Um, and also, I wanted to mention too the grave diggers that sang like the gospel y yeah. stuff. Loved that so much. Um, they are a real gospel group. They've been together for 90 years. What? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, how are they? So what are they? Like 115? They started when they were five? Yeah. They must have. A they must have. in a room. Dang. <laughs> 
saying. They must have all been in like a kid's church choir or something. Maybe they're siblings or something. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well it, it makes it like a roving, like what, like one of those groups where like, yeah. well, but then you, you need at least one that's 90. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that the, count. I don't know. Well, they were pretty the old fair. back in 2000. <gasps> Well, okay, for one thing, I was like, where do they find these people? Like, they don't have any teeth. Like, who auditions for, like, the old black man with no teeth? Like, mm-hmm. like I just decided at age 95 that I wanted to be in a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just very, like, how did this even get casted? Um, the whole fucking but, movie was like a folk music festival anyway. It was yes. like the who's oh, yeah. who of, of that type of music was in this movie. So Yes. Um, the group's name is the Fairfield Four, and there's only three of them, but four um, is like their name to refer to um, the number of vocal parts okay. that, yeah, like tenor or alto tenor bass. And it says, etc. whatever, I guess there's four. Yeah. So Supreme. yeah, I thought that, yeah, I thought that was pretty great actually. Yeah. That's fun. All right. Uh, let's do a uh, really big fan of uh hog wallop. Uh, the, the cousin there. Oh, wait, wait, Matt, what was he, what was your favorite? Oh, um, I don't know. I thought, uh, I thought big Dan was fun. Uh, yes. I, I really did enjoy the cousin, the mostly for the the R U N N O F T. R U N. That whole table yeah. conversation. Was, or was even his son, the kid, yeah. did a great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you from the bank? <laughs> Daddy said, "I'm to shoot who's ever from the bank." I love it. <laughs> the man came from the census, and I nicked him, or whatever. <laughs> There's a good boy. Need to make your acquaintance, Mr. Hogwallop. My my name is Ulysses Everett McGill, and, and I'm Delmar O'Donnell. How you been, Walsh? <laughs> been what? 12, 13 years? Yep. I expect you want them chains knocked off. I foreclosed on Cousin Bester. He hanged himself the year come May. Uh-huh. Uncle Radley? The anthrax took most of his cows. The rest don't milk. <laughs> he lost the boy to mumps. Where's Coral? That's like the year 2020. Yeah, right? Hogwallop up in R-U-N-N-O-F-T. But she couldn't go anywhere. She's just up in the loft in the barn. She's in quarantine. That's what would happen if it was now. This stew's awful good. You think so? I slaughtered this horse last Tuesday. I'm afraid she's starting to turn. Yeah, not only is it horse, but it's turned horse. Um, yeah, that guy, okay, that guy is great. Yeah, <laughs> he really is a great character. And he takes yeah. the yeah. yeah he he takes the turn on them and 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 calls the cops, turns them in for the ransom or whatever I guess for whatever money. And yes, uh, I love it. Like that's exactly what you would do. <laughs> that is what you would do. I know for one hundred percent. That's he hasn't what you seen would him do. in thirteen years. Who cares? Man? I got some cousins I would turn in. Yeah. If I had thirteen years. <laughs> but we're sure. kin. <laughs> yeah um speaking of the horse turning so we have this like saying in the house and we joke around all the time that nothing goes to waste during quarantine (laughs) okay and we make sure that we could eat leftover leftovers and we don't waste anything yeah Mm -hmm. so the other day i okay it's hard to remember what day it is for the most part for sure i couldn't i ate some fajitas like i made fajitas for lunch yeah, well, the fajitas were super old. Like, I did not realize until, like, they hit my stomach. Yeah. And I was just, like, burping. My stomach was so 
loud. You can hear it across the house. And I'm like, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> Mark, my husband was like, when did we have fajitas? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago? And he's like, no, it was longer ago than that. I'm like, oh, time is not real in this quarantine. I don't know. So I survived. Yeah, so you're going to die for completely unrelated reasons. And you're just going to mark it up as a quarantine. <laughs> they day. are. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Conspiracy. It is. That's what the they're doing at the hospitals. They're doing I don't know that. if you've seen, I've seen so many hospitals with empty parking lots. Empty. They're, just, they're yeah. empty. They're laying off. Right down. Anybody dies, they're right Ridiculous. <laughs> this is so awesome. If I took off my background here, it would just be a wall of AR-15s behind me. <laughs> Awful. Oh my gosh. I, that. I took down my Gasden flag. It wasn't here. But, um, oh my gosh. That you didn't is want so to approach awesome. it. You let us talk about it, then you'll bring it in, right? So right, right. <laughs> where we are right now in the town that we're in, that I live in, um, they usually this time of year talk about slavery and they send home a, a um, an assignment where the oh, kids the are supposed <laughs> yeah, the school. Who are these they you're talking about? Like, yeah, the I'm sorry. Come on down to the coffee shop. sorry. <laughs> I should have, I didn't, I, obviously my brain's going faster than my mouth. So, um, yes, the school sends home an I assignment. I mean, generally, about. most of the time of the year where I live, they talk about slavery. Well, I mean, sure. It really doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, so, they, the assignment was to, like, figure out the value of a human life. <laughs> yeah. And, I live in like Snootsville, like conspiracy theory. Like it's they're not they're they're rich yuppie conservatives. Mm. They're not like hillbilly conservatives. So mm. you know, like and they, they let you in. No, oh, yeah, barely. <laughs> barely. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're like, how did she get in here? Right, so yeah. anyway, they like they the school had to send out like an apology email. And, like, this obviously did not, like, translate to what we were trying to say. Because you know that they're like, those are fucking liberal school trying to put value on human life during mm-hmm. the... They're yeah. trying to say that we need to stay home. I don't know. It was just so crazy. Yeah. And then, like, we're going to continue... The death panels that were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, $700. Well... I think that we should sacrifice the old for our economy, for you sure, know? Yeah. How much are they worth, anyway, you know? <laughs> well, that's what the kids... Like, how much is human life worth you? And the parents are like, well, shit. I, I mean, now I have to show my kid what a fucking asshole I am. Right, but... yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, that was a little off subject. The, now we have the murder hornets coming, so it's... Yes. Yeah, yes. We're, all, we're all done anyway, so that's... <laughs> it was a good run, you know? We almost made it to 100 episodes, so that's exciting. <laughs> Um, let's do, oh, here, you were talking about him uh, with all this pomade, uh, hair treatment yes. mm. bit of his exchange with the man behind the counter for his pomade. Uh, I don't want pop. God damn it. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Watch your language, young fella. This is a public market. Now, if you want Dapper Dan, I can order for you. Haven't a couple of weeks. <laughs> well, hit this place a uh, geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. <laughs> Two weeks from yeah. everywhere. Doesn't hear that. Love it. <laughs> um, I just feel like they go down, like they go into a town and they just find the people who live in that town and they use them in their movies. Like there's no think, Batman auditioned as, as that character. <laughs> I think they have a, like a huge binder <laughs> called like people to be behind a counter. Yeah. Just regular and people. Just, just recl- they just collect people, <laughs> just pictures of people. And then they go through it and find people to work behind a counter and all their movies. Oh my gosh, that's yep. so awesome. That's it's like in, like in Tommy Boy when he's like four miles 
away. I love that. Get guy. yourself a new map. <laughs> yeah. Um. So George Clooney, upon reading the script, he um didn't know what his character was supposed to sound like. So he sent it to his uncle Jack who lives in Kentucky. He is a tobacco farmer and he had him read the script into a tape recorder, but Jack was like Baptist. So he refused to like put any of the cuss words in there. So when George Clooney like went on set, he's like, Oh, this isn't how I, how I read it. Weird. But so I feel like he's emulating his tobacco farmer, uncle Jack from Kentucky. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good call. I guess. Um, I love the line right after that when he comes out. And he says something like, you know, you wouldn't think this is a one horse town, but try finding some good hair jelly. Yep. Like that. <laughs> well, that is it didn't look perfect. like a one horse there town, but <laughs> try finding a decent hair jelly. Go for Everett. Go, Go for Everett. Go for for two weeks near. <laughs> they damn uh, that rib on the 21st. Today is the 17th. So this is where I put down, uh, like, just casual exposition over Gopher, which is fun. Um <laughs> Like they they try to explain the the stakes of the movie right now, where they've got their time limit, why it's timed, and how you know why they need to get there, yep. which I thought was great. It's another he's just like verifying it with him. He's like, you understand that we only have this amount of time, but we as the audience right. are now like, okay, we get it. Now this is how much time okay. we have. We got but four days to get to that treasure. After that, it'll be at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> you ain't gonna make it walk. Well, that's right. Go forever, but the old tactician's got a plan. For the transportation, that is. You I don't stole know, I don't from know, my key and for an order. How's this a plan? How are we going to get a car? All right, we got it. Uh, so they need to get a car. They need to keep moving, and they need to push through. Right? He stole a watch from cousin Wash before yep. he knew they were that he was going to betray them. Because he's an, a dick. Like he's kind of a, a bad person, you know. He's a criminal. He's got his motives, you know. What do you say? He, oh. he was in jail originally for practicing law without uh, a license? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then he wants to be a dentist and have someone make up a license for <laughs> right. him. He knows somebody yeah. can print up a license. All right. <laughs> we are just shy of our first break here. So what we need to do is we need to play a little game that we play with all of our guests before we hit the break. And that, of course, has a theme song. And that theme song goes like this. Chop this, chop this synopsis. Chop this synopsis. Chop this, chop this synopsis. Right. We're about to play Chop This Synopsis, where we ask you, the guest, Will, uh, if you will take this movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, and chop the synopsis down to 10 words or less. So describe this movie in 10 words or less. You'll have the break to figure it out. But basically what we're looking for is whatever would go on the back of a DVD, or if you're trying to scroll through and click on something, just something to catch your eye. 10 words or less. Again, going to go ahead and recommend maybe don't use the title of the film because there goes half your words right there. You know? So, uh, you know, so you'll have the break to figure that out, though. And when we come back from that, we will get your 10 word or less synopsis of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And in the meantime, uh, we will be right back after these messages. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast. So can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. 
But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Chop this, chop this synopsis. And we're back. All right. It is time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Will, if you could please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsis of Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Okay. Uh, Three prisoners try to find money. Kidding. Wife, then flood. <laughs> that's my that's my ten. There you go. Like it. Use <laughs> every goddamn last one of them. Yeah. Right. Don't leave anything all. on the table. Yeah. You don't waste anything during quarantine. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Um, there are a couple of uh, things that I did want to touch on this. Uh, so you said at one point somebody mentioned that they stop and pick up Tommy, right? Tommy Johnson. Yes. Yes. Yep. So that plot point is the plot of the movie uh, The Crossroads that I want yes. us to do later. Uh, Which, yes, because it's based on the real person that is the blues. Is that what The Crossroads is based on? Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, fuck. I it's the same word. name, Tom, Tommy Johnson. Um, well, actually, Tommy Johnson is the real name of the person. Okay. The other person that is historically like put in as the it's Robert that, Johnson, right? Well, no, they, it's actually Tommy Johnson. It was, they, they, I did read, they, um, have it down as Robert Johnson and there are no, it's Robert. I don't think it's Robert Johnson. It's Robert something else. Um, he is a completely different person. Um, and he got the credit for being the person that sold his soul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The prodigious, you know, blues person. Sure. Yeah. I think, uh, Clapton did a a cover record of all of like, uh, Robert Johnson hits that I own. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, and really they said like in what I read is mm-hmm. that to- like Tommy's the real name. I don't okay. know. Maybe they're just saying it for the movie. Like, Oh no, this <laughs> is actually historically correct. But you know, there are people that invent shit and then other people steal it. So I don't know. That right. Be- yeah. Like Eric Clapton covering Robert Johnson's. But now that music. I know this, I do want to watch the crossroads now. So yeah, dude, it's great. So good. Ralph Macchio. It's, it's awesome. It's good times. Oh, Is not the Britney mean? Spears movie? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, I was I didn't know where you were going with that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, That's I just awesome. like to feel like I'm smarter than everyone and put extra meaning into things like, you know, the crossroads with Britney Spears. Oh. <laughs> I'm super pissed. Yeah. I'm super pissed because I had all that information in my notes about oh. the the real name of the person and I was like, "Eh, we're not going to want to talk about that. And I have so many fun facts. So I deleted all that stuff. Aww, and I'm like, shit, man. now I'm like, I wish I would have kept it in. No. Yeah. So anyway, um, I did want to talk about the Ku Klux Klan scene. Okay. Because all I could think do about. Do you guys know, whole- was that accurate at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I do not know. Okay, good. I mean, not I, how they I, do that I, at yeah, all. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, that's totally not how we wrong. do it, but you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so the whole time that I'm watching this whole thing, I'm like, this has to be super fucking awkward for... Yeah. And, and I was like, this... 
and Mark and I, my husband, he was in the the Western marching band. And I'm like, this has to be a marching band like that's doing this. Yeah. And well, it, it actually was a military formation group. Um, but a majority of the people involved were African-American. Okay. It's under, so underneath their hoods and um, Joel Cohen was like overheard a lot of them talking like, this is so freaky. This yeah. is like, you know, and I just can't even imagine being like a black person being in the middle of all this stuff and like seeing what's going on and uh, having like, you know, that's like some trauma. That yeah. stuff really I, mean, I suppose the paycheck probably helped, but you know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't I mean, a Coen brothers film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that the there were 350 of them, yeah. so I'm sure that they didn't get a huge chunk of money. <laughs> sure, sure. But yeah, it was an experience. But whatever. I just I thought that that was something interesting because when I was watching it, I was like, this would be really hard, like to be around yeah, all these people sure. and all these yeah. hoods. So. There's something I, I find. I mean, even as someone who on paper would be welcomed readily yeah, with uh, sure. those fellas. Um, I think I, I don't know. I have a memory, and I don't know what it what movie or show it was, but I have a memory of seeing like a movie or show where a, there was a Ku Klux Klan, you know, kidnapping people and lynching them scene in it that I saw at a young point in my life. I want to say maybe like like Queen that sequel to Roots. Okay. Uh huh. There was there was I want to say like I saw that or something, and it, so like and that sh- it shook me quite a bit. So like yeah. that hooded that hooded. Ugh. It, yes. it, it really gives me the willies. I know. For sure. Like, I have goosebumps right now. Like, just the yeah. fact that we're talking about it, I can't even imagine being an African American person. I have a person that I work with. She is biracial. She went to go look at a house, and the, they, the realtor took them into the garage. And the person had, like, a full on, like, like, I almost said Grand Torino. I don't know what the hell they're called, like the Grand Master or whatever. Like outfit. Like well, hang. I mean, it's pretty close to the same thing, right? I mean, yeah, Clint Eastwood's been known to yeah. lean a certain way. So. But it was like the Grand Master outfit and like all this like oh, stuff man. that. And the realtor was like, nice. "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." And the person I worked with was like, "I'm not living here. No. <laughs> like, there's just bad juju." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I just finished. I just, um, I just finished the plot against America. I don't know if you've seen that. It's an HBO show. Well, maybe that was a manifesto you were writing. No, no. <laughs> it's based on a. It's it's based on a book. It's um. I'll do. I don't. I don't know if I can do a ten. Uh, I'm gonna chop the synopsis, but it's basically, it's it's an alternate history where um, Lindbergh beats Roosevelt. Okay. Right before World War II, and he's like a Nazi sympathizer. And there's a scene in it, and it's just like these Jews. They happen to be in Kentucky, actually. And, you know, they're going through this little town and a dude in a clan road, like, comes and just kind of stands in front of their car for a second. And it's just the most, like, just that visual. Just, like, a dude in a hood at night. It's just... Yeah. yeah. And the things... Just, yeah. Ugh. It's terrifying. It's, like, the, the idea yeah. of the things that they did just to hurt people. Yeah. It's, it's just so and- stupid that it's, it's part of, like, the political race, too, in this movie. This movie's all kind of veiled around like this this B story of a political race that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Hey, that makes sense too. Like, look at look at where we are now. You know, what I, mean? I yeah. thought the yeah. same thing. I was like, yeah. how different are these people from the people that were in Lansing, like protesting? Right. Yeah, Which yeah. props to SNL, by the way, for their portrayal of Gretchen Whitmer. It was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to hit a few more of these clips here just because it's fun to listen to these people talk. So we're going to get, oh, um, who's the guy? Uh, who's the guy at the radio station? The blind guy. Uh, what's his name in real life? I forget. Uh, oh, um, I don't know. There's something wrong with Steven his Steven Yes, Steven Root. Yeah. yeah. Um, here we go. I think he's in this clip also. <laughs> No, look, for some old timer material. You see, people can't seem to get enough of it. Since we started broadcasting it on the Pappy Old Daniel Flower. He might be my favorite character. Just such a weirdo and quirky. and Yeah, super racist, though. Yeah. Heck, we're silly with it, ain't we, boys? That's right. That's right. Yes, we ain't really Negroes. Oh, <laughs> for our I figured we had to have this song present yes. uh, represented at least for a little bit there. So yeah, so amazing. That was originally done in 1913. The song, um, okay. uh, it was by a blind person named Richard Burnett. They call him Blind Richard Burnett. So I'm assuming okay. he's blind. Um, <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm also not, a musician. Yeah, if uh, not, it's just sto- it's like stolen valor for a for a blues musician. Right. <laughs> I know, right? He's not really like, blind. <laughs> That it's just like whatever it would have done. I'm not right, really blind, yeah. but I, yeah. Yep. Um, also, too, like one of the things I noticed is when the cow gets run over, uh-huh. uh, I was like, oh my God, they really hit a cow. Like, and they, and I thought it was super real. And I'm like, oh, PETA must have been all over the shit. So I was super happy when I did the research that the cow is CGI and it's yep. actually the same image from Lake Placid when the alligator comes up and bites <laughs> the, cla- the cow. That's great. So I was like, but it looks so real. And they almost land on that chicken they're chasing. And I'm like, they like that guy had to physically like not fall on top of that chicken. Yep. So yeah, there was definitely some. When they hit that cow, I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I know. It's rough. They yeah. didn't need to show that. Jeez. I get it. <laughs> and I mean, to me today watching it, I was like, that looks a little campy. You know what I mean? Like you can it does. Kind of, but, but at yeah. the time, you know, in, in 2000, I was probably pretty impressed by what, what I was seeing. That's there. true. This is also like right around the time of like Twister where like cows were flying yeah. through the air. Yeah. So there's a lot of cow violence during this time. Yeah, before, I, the, the, <laughs> before well, the cows all joined together and decided not to, you know, do that stuff in movies anymore, you know. Well, I watched this in 2020 and I seriously thought they hit a cow. So I was glad. <laughs> I was glad to know that that was not the case. Nice. Um, um, we also, I want to do this little bit of dialogue here when they get back in the car after the baptism. Oh, um, Yes. It couldn't have hurt none. Hell, at least it would have washed away the stink of that pomade. <laughs> Join you two ignorant fools in a ridiculous superstition, thank you anyway. And I like the smell of my hair treatment. The pleasing odors have the point. It's true. So I'm I'm glad you brought that back up. Hold on. Oh. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. I just needed that. Well, I guess you just <laughs> might cross the barrel over. <laughs> Dumber than a bag of hammers. Oh, for sure. One of the one of the questions I have is like um, do you guys have any kind of brand that you are 100% loyal to? Like you will not go hmm. out of that brand for like a specific item. Hmm. Or if you do have to, it's like a, a huge sacrifice. I mean, when I was drinking soda, when I was drinking pop, I would drink like Mountain Dew specifically. Like if they didn't have, or like if it was like Coke or Pepsi type, I was definitely a Coke yeah. drinker. I was okay. Diet, Co- Diet Coke for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything that's really brand loyal anymore. I think, I feel like that's kind of a thing of the past, you know, I think now it's become more of like the value of things. Oh man, right now I'm for sure. I go in the store and I'm like cheapest eggs. Yeah. 
it's just <laughs> everything. Like I'm buying, I'm not, I, I, I recently, this is not too long ago, but I, I recently started getting Duke's ma- uh, brand mayonnaise. Okay. Okay. Which I happen to just find just <laughs> randomly. It has like, like, it just has like a kind of a, not an old timey, but just a nice logo to it. Okay. And then, um, so it's purely it a visual. Nice, yeah. yeah. It's like gold. It's gold. And then like a dark blue, like almost black kind of script. Right. Yeah. And then I was watching an interview with Bill Murray talking about John Prine. Okay. And he referenced like, Rips oh, you know, Brian, I was just yeah. sitting there. Yeah, R.I.P. John Brian. Yeah. Um, he just referenced like, yeah, you know, I was sitting there eating a sandwich, you know, and a little Duke's mayo. And this one's like, oh, shit. Well, I'm a Duke's man now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a Duke's mayo man. Fully endorsed so, by yeah. John Prime. That's yeah. awesome. Well, I, um, I am strictly, even though my skin is horrible, I blame my child and my lack of sleep and stress from quarantine. But um, <laughs> I will only use, I guess, specific face lotion. Like an oil of Olay, like with the SPF 15, like face lotion. And we, like, I ran out of it. So then I had to order it on Amazon. And Amazon <laughs> had, like, literally, like, quadrupled the price of it. Nice. And I was like, I don't even care. <laughs> so I ordered three jars of it. And then my kid, like, one day, like, scooped a bunch of it out, and she was putting it on, like, sunscreen, but she didn't, like, rub any of it in. Yeah. She looked, it, it was, like, white face, you know? Yeah. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was freaking out. I'm, like, that is so exciting. I was, like, rubbing my face on her face. Like, no. <laughs> like, what did you what just you do? do? You just get her a jar of Duke's mayonnaise, you know. <laughs> let her go. <laughs> Serves the same function. Speaking of faces, uh, Cremo shaving cream. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty. I've been. I've been doing that for quite a while. I feel now. like this is a practice for us for getting sponsorship. Like that's what there we're you doing go. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I also sucker to be in because of a good label. I love a good. There you go. I love a good classic yeah. label, uh, but it's really visual. good. You only, you only need a little bit. That's and so. That yeah. is how my face lotion yeah. is. Mm, it'll last forever. <laughs> and then I uh, Mountaineer brand beard oil, and that's okay. I don't know. Okay. What about know. okay? Yeah, I, I, got, I got this nonsense going since the quarantine thing, and it's just completely unkempt, and I've, I don't do mm. anything with it or to it or anything, and I've, I really have to make a decision at this point. Awesome. It's gotten to the point where I need to either, you know, make a decision to do something about it or just kind of let it happen, you know? And I, I Become a soggy bottom boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I'm at right now, but, you know, we'll see. I've run some oil through it, man. It, does, it feels nice. It really All does. Right. And, it, and, okay. and honestly, the scent is half the point. That is true. <laughs> Back to the movie. All right. Yep. <laughs> um, well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You want to do uh, like uh, yeah, let's or do something? or we can do box office. Okay. Uh, let's do box office. We have a little theme song for that too, provided by the one and only uh, podcaster slash comedian Stu McAllister. Uh, this one was recorded live right on the show while he was guest hosting, and we get this oh. gem from him. Box office theme song. <laughs> That's it, man. Short and sweet box office theme song. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so how much do you guys think that in 2000 it cost to make this movie? What was the budget? I'm, gonna let I'm you really bad at this. I'm going to say, I, re- I, yeah, I really have no, I'm always like, I don't know, 20 bucks? No. Uh, <laughs> do you want me to <laughs> try say, first? Because I don't know either. I'm going to say 20 million. Okay. That's a, that's a respectable. Is that reasonable? Yeah. Yes, so. 100%. I'm going to say 20 bucks. I wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to say it was probably just because of the size of the, the cast and the, uh, 
I don't know. I guess they, they do seem like they're kind of scrappy, though. Like, they can put some shit together for, for pretty little. But uh, I'm going to say it was probably pushing, like, 25, 30 million. Okay. It, it was actually 26 million. Okay. So right. neither of you guys were, like, bad. We're actually sure. – um, Yeah. Yeah, it, it was good. Yeah, both of you did well. Okay. So it, made, it, it cost 26 million to make. How much do you think that it, it has made worldwide gross up until this point? Was it a hit? Uh, Again, still bad. Uh, 100 million. Okay. Okay. Crazy. No, not at all. And in fact, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's more than that. Even Uh, this is like widely uh, listed among the top, like five movies of the Coen brothers at all. And it just seems like it's with its cult following and it's like commercial success with the, the soundtrack. Again, it was just everywhere. I think, that's people. true. Yeah, if you count soundtrack. See, I don't know if the yeah. revenue from the soundtrack yeah. counts. You're not, just, no, uh, you're not going to count the soundtrack and the okay. revenue for the movie. Because just, yeah. the, but just the notability, like just its its sure, relevance sure. in the world at the time. I think people watched this movie just because they were hearing it on the radio. And uh, hey, so Matt, gonna, just give me a fucking give number. Give me the fucking number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to say like I don't know, one seventy, one eighty, something like that. Okay, um, seventy-two million. Oh no! All right. Oh yeah. I was, and it, it huh. didn't even make, it did not even make, a, like, break a million dollars in its first week. Okay. Which was, Weird. I think it was actually less than half a million dollars in its first week. Yikes. It made, like, hundreds of thousands yeah, I wonder, of dollars. I wonder if it, like, what its competition was at the time. Like, I wonder what it was going up I, against. I, I, in huh. 2000, it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. those years, it was like, those were, like, Fast and Furious years, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right, yeah. It was, like, post, um, what's the, American Pie era so yeah. it was probably just a bunch yeah. of, probably some True. weird like gross <laughs> gross teen movie or some shit that was happening yeah and that made like a hundred million dollars in opening right. weekend right yeah and it cost them 38 dollars to make like some weird but frat the soundtrack though the, the soundtrack actually like boosted the film and so once people started like getting into that they were like oh we have to see this sure. movie i imagine um, like, it's uh, rentals and shit probably boosted pretty quick mm-hmm. and then like the whole syndication yeah. stuff people were probably clamoring to get that on on their station, mm-hmm. you know, like you were saying, you saw it on like TBS probably or whatever. And it just yeah. runs in yeah, cycles. You know? that money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's like hipsters like this before there were hipsters, <laughs> you sure. know, at least yeah. that's what I felt. Yeah. It's like the steampunk version of a movie. Or something. <laughs> like, it's, just like, <laughs> it's just visually different. Look, it's Brown. Everything's Brown. <laughs> this is um, because people were dirty back then. Right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, even um, the ones was dirty. <laughs> You guys want to, uh, we'll, we'll get a little clip here in between this. Uh, this yeah. is Tommy talking about the devil. How you doing, son? Name's Everett. These two soggy sons of bitches are uh, Pete and Delmer. Keep your fingers away from Pete's mouth. He ain't had nothing to eat for 13 years except prison food, gopher, and a little greasy horse. Thanks for the lift, sir. My name's Tommy. Tommy Johnson. How you doing, Tommy? Say, I haven't seen a house out here for miles. What are you doing out in the middle of nowhere? Well, I had to get that there crossroads last midnight. Sell my soul to the devil. Yeah. a small world, spiritually speaking. Pete and Delmer just been baptized and saved. I guess I'm the only one that remains unaffiliated. This ain't no laughing matter, Everett. What did the devil give you for your soul, Tommy? Well, he told me to play this here guitar real good. Sounds like a great premise for a Ralph Macchio movie, doesn't it? Man, you traded your everlasting soul? Well, I wouldn't use it. <laughs> I've always wondered. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah. What year did Crossroads come out? 
Oh, Jesus. I don't know. It's got to be like 85, 86, maybe, maybe so even earlier. Was, was the person this was originally based on, were they black? Yeah, yeah. And then, the, and Ralph Macchio is not black. No, no. He was basically doing, he was covering, he wanted, okay, so the premise of that film, which I don't know why we're talking about now, but. Sorry. Uh, Robert Johnson, <laughs> Robert Johnson had recorded an album with like 12 songs or 11 songs on it, right? And there was this big, uh, theory that there was this 12th or 13th or whatever song like the, the there was this one last song that never got recorded and his album had been like widely renowned as like the best blues album of all time but if you could find this last song and oh, record okay. it yourself you would become like instantly famous and, okay. and awesome or whatever and ralph macchio went to juilliard for music and he was learning classical guitar music but he didn't love that. Like he wasn't into classical guitar. He wanted to do blues music. And so he goes to the crossroads to find, it follows the story, you know, whatever. It's oh good. my gosh, it's I want to see this so bad. Okay, I was just making that sure that they great, did actually. Yeah. I know. I just want to make sure that they didn't take some like black person success. And, and no, like, no, no. Okay, no, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. Um, I, I think we should definitely cover that. Yeah. So just so you know, because they portray like Babyface Nelson mm-hmm. as like one of the characters. Um, the actual um, historical babyface Nelson, his actual name was Lester M. Gillis. Okay. Um, he, he was known for his hot temper, uh, twitchy trigger finger, um, but he was shot to death like years before this movie was Would supposed to be being filmed. Okay. So like, just so you guys know, babyface Nelson was not named George and he wasn't all like the way that they portrayed him necessarily. Thank you folks. And remember... Jesus saves, but George Nelson withdraws. <laughs> Go fix your bottom. Who said that? This poor woman has no teeth. Where yeah, do they ignorant. find these actors? It's like a Rolodex of just weirdos. Yeah. My name is George Nelson. I bet she could make a really good biscuit, though. I feel like she was probably... Oh, sure. she, is, she, is she under toothless, short, or chubby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trifecta. You remember. Yeah, but like if she was like fixing up some uh, a meal or whatever. Like she, she doesn't cook things. She just fixes it up, you know. That's how <laughs> they do it down there. But yeah, I'd, I'd be down for it. I could tell right now. But. All right. Uh, do we want to skip uh, over to the next? Ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. We have a little theme song for that as well. I feel like I should just stop it there from now on. Yeah, you probably should, even though that's horrible. That's true. There's a theme, guys. Get it? Huh? Talk about ages. Should have stopped it there. Didn't. Will you still need me? Still feed me? When I think we're allowed to play all of this. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to get sued. Nick Lydorf convinced us that it was okay. So we're going to get sued. No, we're fine. Okay, so uh, (laughs) now this game is uh, called How Old Are They, I guess. We don't really have an official name. We don't really have a name. So in the year 2000, when this was made, Mandy, take it away. Okay, I'm going to start out with an obscure one. How old do you think John Goodman was? Which, by the way, crazy cameo, John Goodman, I totally forgot he was in this. Again, we just had him in we, uh, Dirty yes, Work, right? Yeah. Yes! Crazy. So, um, yeah, so how old do you think John Goodman was in 2000 when he played Dan, Big Dan Teague? Which I forgot that he beat the shit out of them. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, I completely... 
tree trunk to the face. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. When he, the way, the way Everett just sits there going like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's what's so. What's going on, Dan? What's, what's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh speaking of. Now that we're doing that, we just might as well listen to that clip. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Do it. I don't believe I've seen you boys around here before. Allow me to introduce myself. Name of Daniel Teague, known in these precincts as Big Dan Teague. All of those who are pressed for time, Big Dan, Toot Court. How you doing, Big Dan? <laughs> name is Ulysses Everett McGill. It's my associate, Delmar McDonald. Like me, you're endowed with the gift of gab. I flatter myself that such is the case. In my line of work, it's plumb necessary. The one thing you don't want is air in the conversation. Once again, we find ourselves in agreement. What kind of work you do, Big Dan? Sales, Mr. McGill, sales. And what do I sell? The truth, every blessed word of it, from Genesee on down to Revelations. That's right. He's a goddamn Bible salesman. Yeah. Look at him go. Oh, so crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so how, how old, old do you, yeah, how old do you think he was? 20 years ago. Yep. Man, I'm going to say... 46. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, I am going to say, God, I don't, yeah, it's just hard to think of how old he must be now. Like, that's just I know. So easy to think about. Um, but yeah, it's got to be right around that area. So I'm just going to say he was 40. 48. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. So he's right? currently 68 years old. Holy crap. He's so old. Yeah. He yeah. lost a shitload of weight, though. He, like, he, was, he really yeah. dropped some pounds. So, yeah. Um, okay, we'll just pray for his safety during COVID. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> he's old. Yeah, right. No, I, I was doing Janet Jackson. Yeah, you were striking poses for sure. This is my um, <laughs> How old do you think George Clooney was? I'm going to say 39. Okay. I'll say 35. 39. Hey, big winner. Look at that. <laughs> ding, ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how old do you think um, John Tur... Oh, I knew I was going to have a hard Turturro? time. Torturo, who played Pete, yeah. was. They loved him up and turned him into a horny toad. I always think of, let me touch your feet. Would you like me to change your socks from... Um, deeds? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say 41. Okay. I'm going to say he was just a rough looking 34. Yeah, that might be high. That might be high. No, 43. Okay. Wow. I you're, well, you're good at this. There you go, I yeah. guess so. I can't do <laughs> budgets, but I can do ages. <laughs> yeah, you got a future job at the carnival lined up, man. <laughs> Start guessing people's uh, weight. You're yep. going um, okay, how old do you think Tim Blake Nelson was? He played uh, uh, Delmar. Mm, I haven't seen him lately. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll say, I'm going to say 37. I'm going to go 40. Okay. He was 36. Oh, look at that. Yeah. yeah. He just looked like a rough 36. Like, I'm pretty sure they didn't put any makeup on them whatsoever. Right. Well, they put him in um, blackface, essentially, at, yeah. at one point. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> Seriously, I know. They were just um, and then, hide in the woods. So. I agree. Yeah, and like th I'm sorry, but yeah, okay, I can't even get into that. Um, <laughs> all right, the last one I have is Holly Hunter. How old do you think she was? That ain't your daddy, Alvinell. Your daddy was hit by a train. Penny, you stop it. No, you stop it. Vernon here's got a job. Vernon's got prospects. He's, He's bona fide. What are you? <laughs> I'll tell you what I am. I'm the 
Paterfamilias. And you can't marry him. I can, I am, and I will. Tomorrow. I thought she was great in this. I, I, was, I was behind her performance in this. She's awesome. Support him and buy him lessons on the clarinet. The only good thing you ever did for the gals was to get hit by that train. But you lying. Unconscious. I love old Vernon comes in here with whoa, his whoa, whoa. crazy dukes uh, showing. Got the <laughs> I loved this part. I laughed out loud so huge. You can't, you can't swear at my fiance. I love all, both of them when they're just yeah. like. <laughs> like, I just loved it so much. Sorry for the listeners. You didn't get a chance to see my amazing <laughs> fighting stances. but uh, Yeah, for sure. You heard yeah. a visual impression of yeah. George Clooney fighting. Just knuckle first. Both, yeah, gotta yeah. Have both of them. Except well, wide open. Like he's going George, wide open yes! and just yeah, punched yeah. square in the face oh. times. So bad. Like, I'm like, you send to prison. <laughs> <laughs> you know what prison's famous for? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, not out to All right. How old episode. was <laughs> Previous episode. Sorry. <laughs> um, how old was Holly Hunter? Yes. I want to say, um, uh, first of all, I this movie did make me say I, that I need, I need, like, I need to start using the word bona fide. Yeah, more just the way they use it. It's so fun. I'm uh, bona fide, and you have I'm to bona- say it with a southern accent. Yeah, I'm bona fide. Bona fide. I'm gonna say 39 at the time of this movie. I'm gonna say 36. She was 42. Oh, all right. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. She looked, yeah, right. Me, yes. <laughs> all right. Um, else? We got anybody else? No, I mean, there were a bunch of other people. (laughs) Ah, I'm sorry. There were were a few more than normal, um, but they were like the main characters. All right, folks, we have got to breeze through this next game, okay? Okay. Uh, We're down to like 10 minutes left. So this next game has a theme song as well, and it goes like this. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? You hear what I hear. What's that sound? You hear what I hear. What's that sound? All right, it is time for us to play What's That Sound? This is where I take a sound from this movie and I play it to you. This is all the stakes, man. This is where it all comes down to. Uh, We've got three different sounds from this movie I'm going to play for you. Oh, wait. Looks like I've got two different sounds from this movie I'm going to play for (laughs) you. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, basically I just play a sound that happened. You tell me what's happening on screen at the time, okay? So, here we go with the first sound. We're going to crank it up and see what happens. Okay, I can play it multiple times if you wish. Yeah, can you play it again? No, it's more. just it's pretty subtle. So here we go. Yeah. Okay. This like, oh my gosh! This gets so much harder when it's over Zoom. If you guys were in the room here with this, yeah, it'd be spot on. No, no question. So. Mm. Are you both having issues, Mandy? What do you have? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. I have. I don't even have. Like, okay, uh, I'll talk it through a little bit. It sounds yeah. like her fiance. It the voice of her fiance when he like gasps somehow. Okay. Is that, is, am I wrong? No. Yep. It is not that. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna play it one more time, clean. Okay. If you want to take a swing at it, go ahead. But otherwise, this is for the listeners to to chime in on. If you guys want to guess this and you want to send us an email, you can do so at the email above my head over here. It's at another episode podcast at gmail.com or just message us on Facebook if you've got a guess for what this sound is. Oh, I know. 
Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. That was really loud. That's okay. It's when he, it's when John Goodman squishes Pete the frog. Yeah, the frog yeah. Oh, yeah. Squeezes <laughs> the frog and throw the last oh, one another, is it bouncing yeah, off the tree. Scene. Yes. Oh. I am. I am so sorry. Poor, cop, so, that poor frog. Yeah. I'm, sure. and, I, and I am sorry. I screamed in everyone's ears. Oh, that's fine. I think it's got a limiter. You're okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, uh, okay. Here's sound number two. <laughs> that's got to be when he jumps on the train, right? It's when they slide off the train. But yeah, it's close, yeah. close enough. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> I was like, I left in just a bunch of weird noise, extra stuff. I was like, come on. Like, these got to be at least somewhat gettable over Zoom. But (laughs) yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So that's just the three of them being drug off into the Uh, weeds. Yeah. Great. Right. And that's, uh, I guess, the end. I thought it was sounds, but I guess I didn't. So there we go. That's That's, okay. uh, That's the end of What's That Sound. So, Um, Will, uh, do you think you're ever going to watch this again? I think I definitely will. Um, I, I think this went from like a movie that I kind of cursorily enjoyed. Knew about to a movie that I'll slide right in the old uh, great movies that I enjoy list. Um, I think partly, I mean, like I said, because of that, I've kind of grown back to country music over the last handful of years. And also, I think coming off of having seen the Ken Burns documentary, you know, not that long ago. Sure. I think that to to really like it's set right in that world, you know, of uh, early country radio. Um, yeah, I was trying to explain I to my really daughter, like people used to do that, like used to gather around mm-hmm. the radio, like we do yeah. the TV, you know? And yes. on the other end, too, I never really thought, really thought about that, but like, you know, how like the Carter family got hired by a radio station and then they, they lived there and they would play on the radio every day. Like yeah. they weren't yes. playing records at first. They had bands come in. Yeah. Like, yes. And that's, that. yes, that's exactly the three girls, like his girls that are singing, you the know, RV. originally. Yeah, that was originally the Carter family, like mm-hmm. singing that exact song. And then June married Johnny Cash. And yeah, it's like, it's all intertwined. This movie did a really good job, I feel like, of like basically being historically accurate while at the same time being like a spoof on history, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Play around with it a little bit, take a little uh, creative license with things. Um, yeah. There's no mm-hmm. fucking way that the Ku Klux Klan is as like, they can't, they're like a marching band, like <laughs> as in a formation. As- yeah. <laughs> I don't know. A lot more beer. Yeah. Um, I, I watched a interview with the, what was the Warvy girls that his daughter, the three uh-huh. daughters that were singing. Uh, they put out a casting call for three uh, young female actresses who could sing that were like eight, nine and 10. Like they wanted them to be kind of really similarly close in age. And they auditioned for this. Uh, they were like five, seven and 11 or something were the, the three girls that they ended up going with. And they had to like um, convince them. They're like, we can do it. You know, we can do three part harmony even at that age. Like it's insane to me when like a child of, of like five years old can figure out what the hell their part is in a three part harmony and not just like stick to the melody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even when I was in choirs, I would have to strain to like not just stick to the melody that everyone wants, like the fun part, you know, that everyone wants to sing. And just the idea that that happens in such a tiny little person is crazy. Little person. Yeah. It's good on them, man. I think, Mandy, what you said, I think is why I like this movie and also why part of why I like country music is that it's making, like, it's, like, it's making fun of these people and of this time, but it also clearly loves these people. Yeah. Yes. Which I and think is I, part of why I like country music is because it's always, it's 
totally okay with making fun of itself. Yes, and I love, I am white trash. I have some serious white trash roots. I'm from Delton, you know, I have a crazy family. Um, Like that, but like simple, the simplicity of white trash people and country music to me, I love it. And actually I feel, I have to say, and I know that we're running out of time, but I do have to say that country music, like I've kind of gotten away from like other music at this point, I'm listening to a lot more country right now that mm-hmm. I haven't, and I haven't listened to country in years. Like yeah. we talked about Joe. Um, anyways, it's okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to waste our time. <laughs> well, I just was going to say like, I feel like the Everett in a family full of the rest of this movie though. And I think that's why it stuck with me. Like I felt like I was mm-hmm. like this. I just always felt like I was the smart one. You know what I mean? You were. And, you were the diamond in the rough for yeah, sure. And, and I think that's why this movie struck with me so much as it did. And I was like, all right, I could get behind this and watch it again. Uh, we are super uh, late for let's time do, here. So let's let, we'll do some plugs. If you we'll have any. plug away, man, anything you want people to go uh, to or no see. No shows or, going, coming up for the foreseeable future. Sure. Possibly. <laughs> possibly um, you can see me uh, at the downfall of society that may be pending. Yep. Um, that's about it. Bangos. Okay. You want to come right. to yeah like we're, tell, talk about that um well if you want to find us look us up facebook uh bangos 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 or instagram yeah. at bangos 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 and uh, yeah we're just a breakfast sandwich centered food truck um that's actually why i was still keeping it up. i came here right from that i came got home showered up came here we had a great day what yep. kind of food do you serve breakfast sandwiches is kind of our focus okay so like really so yeah. it's a morning a morning kind of thing, mostly. Yeah, morning. Yeah, morning and lunch. We do lunch too. There you okay. Go. And where do you guys primarily uh, run that out of? Do you guys move around quite a bit, or do you have your own little area that you pick? Just um, like we have like a few spots around Lansing. Lansing, okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, go check them out, man. They're great. I, I've seen uh, photos of people I know enjoying them, so I, I take their word for it. Yeah. I, I trust them. So yeah, nice job. So on go them. on and protest. Bring your AK, and then yep. go and get stop by. some go. bangos, we bangos, park. bangos. We park by the Capitol quite a bit. So there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. And as far as uh, the podcast goes, make sure you check us out on Instagram at another episode podcast. That's where we post all of the uh, posters that we make. We take the original poster from the movies and we doctor them up a bit. And Will, you're going to be featured in the one for mm-hmm. our brother, Arthur. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, we post those on Sundays for the following week. So if you want to know what we're about to talk about on the upcoming Wednesday, Check us on Sunday. You can get a little heads up. You can watch the movie ahead of time. And that way you can join us uh, along for the conversation. So uh, otherwise you can keep track of all of that stuff on uh, Facebook for us as well. And uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Mandy, would you watch this movie again? Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Even though I didn't like it as much, I still really enjoyed it. And I want to listen to the soundtrack now over and over again. Mm -hmm. All right. We my youth. We always end these things by playing a clip because we don't really know how to end it otherwise. So that clip is this. Why ain't you gonna press the flesh, Pappy? Do a little politicking? I'll press your flesh, you with a son bitch. You don't tell your Pappy how to cut the electorate. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communicating. That's true. We're ah. mass communicating out here. That's so. Like the first Trump. <laughs> Thank he you guys like- so much. Yeah. Thanks, Will, for coming back on. And uh, for sure. be safe Thank out there, you. guys. Okay, bye. Bye.